It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again. Monday, many of you who listen to this show on Monday regularly probably didn't expect me to be on the NFL Gambling Podcast today to do the conference round of the recap show. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, I love this show and I love you, but I still love my Niners and I am heartbroken. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you very much for the support. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's out there. The co-host has a conflict today, uh, but not conflicted enough to be able to uh, send his condolences my way. So Ryan is not with me today, but as you can tell, I am joined by Justin Mark, the man himself in the in the NFL gambling podcast world, the spring football gambling podcast world, and probably a lot more if he didn't have a day job. But uh, Justin, thanks for filling in for Ryan. Yeah, I just want to say I am here for you. If you need a shoulder to lean on, um, as a Bears fan, it, I know I didn't even have as much hope as you guys had. So um, I understand the heartbreak. But yeah, show must go on, right? Show must go on. Damn it. I hope the bosses are happy that I'm coming in on a day where I'm ultimately just 1,000% heartbroken. It's it's. It's one thing to have your team go and be competitive all season long, right? And I say all season because essentially it was all season long, only to just have every bit of thing go wrong that can possibly go wrong and just have to watch it all happen at once. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's like your your significant other broke up with you on the same day that your dog died and that you crashed your car. Like literally or and then your house started burning up in flames right in front of you as well like all that stuff happening to you in one day in succession that is what yesterday was like for me i watched as everything came crashing down on a season that was so promising so what i'm hearing is you felt like a country song <laughs> i lived every country song imaginable you're absolutely right there was oh my gosh uh the only thing i needed to do was not be sober and that was uh i mean i i, I had to stay that way because i actually worked uh in the morning 
and and pretty much I I watched that entire game on whatever not I mean whatever fast forward is is, is like two times it wasn't four times because that's too fast but I I basically once Purdy got hurt I just started fast forwarding and watching the whole game and fast forward because I, I I one did not want to hear anything the announcers were saying nor did I want to see anything so I just watched it in, in double time because that's about as much as my heart could take <laughs> yeah I don't blame you um real quick apparently when I set this broadcast up I titled it wrong so for anybody listening live or watching live this is not the division champ championship weekend recap um this is the conference championship hey Oops. I'd be glad to <laughs> recap the divisional championship that that game was a lot better for us than last week so or this last game so uh yeah let's True. do that shall we uh the the San Francisco 49ers uh beat their opponents in the con <laughs> Uh, so frustrating. Anyways, yes, there was two games that happened yesterday to determine who went to the Super Bowl. Sorry, we're bearing the lead because, of course, my pain is real and apparent uh, on this show. But yes, there was two games on the slate. It was San Francisco taking on Philadelphia and then Cincinnati taking on Kansas City to decide who goes on to the Super Bowl. And yes, as we alluded to just a moment ago, the San Francisco 49ers forgot how to play football but then again, it wasn't their fault because it, most of everybody was injured at one point or another in that game. They fell to the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry. I can't even say it. <laughs> I know that our boss is a huge Eagles fan, but I just can't get I can't get into it. Uh, but Philadelphia was two and a half point favorites uh, on some places. If you could get San Francisco at plus three, you probably took it. Unfortunately, there was not even a close thing on the spread. Justin, you know my takeaways from this game, other than the fact that nobody was healthy. What what were your feelings as you watched my 49ers get thoroughly demolished on Sunday? Yeah, um, well, first of all, I was rooting for the 49ers. Brock Purdy played very well for Iowa State, so I watched him play a lot of games. Um, just really unfortunate when you talk about the injury to Purdy, which I just saw a headline uh, a little bit ago that he's going to miss about six months. It sounds like he's getting a second opinion, but it sounds like he needs surgery. Um, and then Josh Johnson getting hurt too. So they effectively had no quarterbacks that could throw at that point. Um, and that's, I feel like that's been the 49ers the past, what, two, three years. They've been one of the best teams in the league. And then they just, they get so hurt by injuries, literally hurt by being hurt. <laughs> Yeah, and so honestly, like Jimmy Johnson or Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, NASCAR folks, and now my head is full of NASCAR. Like the Niners are gone, I don't care now. Let's go to the track. Uh, no, Jimmy Garoppolo, honestly, is sitting there the whole time. Obviously, not healthy enough to really play this game, even still. But like, you got Garoppolo sitting there on the bench, and I'm thinking to myself, put him in pads, man. Bring him in for the second half. Like, I don't care what your inactive rules are, just pull this guy in and at least let him play the second half because look when Brock Purdy got hurt I mean already the momentum was out of that team because you watched as Brock Purdy put that that team on his back and no offense to Josh Johnson loved him with the LA Wildcats love him wherever he's at in spring football but I think when you're on all 32 teams it kind of proves that the NFL talent's not necessarily there. And again, not that he's not a talented football player. Don't don't get me wrong. Josh Johnson can play the ball, right? But it's just unfortunately he was thrust in a situation that was no win for him. 
It's the conference playoff game. You haven't pre- pretty much practiced uh, all week long with the number ones, and now you're you're reduced to. From what I read, somebody was like, "Well, when you when you don't have a the, the starting quarterback, you basically just are restricted to 15 plays, like in the playbook." And I'm sorry, but the Philadelphia Eagles defense is far too good to be able to run just 15 plays on these guys. Like you For need sure. the full playbook, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I And I agree with you on Jimmy G. I actually texted our buddy Nick Fortune. I said, I realize he's inactive. Can't he like put on the punter's jersey and they'll be like, well, suddenly the punter's in at quarterback <laughs> and kind of take over and try to help out some. <laughs> Here comes Wishnowski. What's he doing out there? What? Wait, and what is it, that chiseled jaw? What? What's that little <laughs> smile in his face? Like this isn't Wishnowski. But no, and so, but honestly, too, it was just a matter of, and this is where I'm like, all right, Eagles fans, you can take your victory lap, that's fine, but understand that they were like, well, oh, yeah, we just took your number one defense to the mat, sure, because they were out there the whole damn game. Like, there was barely any opportunity for the 49ers offense to do anything because they had no quarterback. They could not move the ball. They couldn't run the ball because there's no threat of the pass, right? Usually it's, there's no threat of the run. So they're going to pass a lot. So you load up on the passing game. This was the complete opposite. (laughs) There was no threat in the passing game. So you had to try to load up on the run and that didn't help. I mean, even Christian McCaffrey, God bless him for his, his troubles got 84 yards, but I mean, those were 84 hard earned yards. Those weren't anything that he was getting easily. So yeah, it's just frustrating that the Philadelphia is taking a victory lap when they're like, Oh yeah, we, we rocked your defense. Well, yeah, they were tired. Of course you rocked their defense. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, CMC, you could just see every play. He was just trying to break something open to try to put that team on his back. Just like you said, they were they were ready for the run. They knew they were going to run, so they just swarmed to him every play. Um, really unfortunate. I think it was unfortunate that Elijah Mitchell didn't suit up either. Um, because he's kind of a, a bruising where the opposing defense down kind of guy too. So um, just unfortunate across the board. It'd, it'd be great to see a rematch of these teams when the 49ers are healthy because these were two of the teams that I did think were the two best in the NFC. I mean, and they proved that by getting to this championship game. Um, but it just it's it's always unfortunate when it comes down to one of the biggest games of the season and one of the teams is so hurt by injuries. But here's also what I want to say about the Eagles fans that are out there chirping pretty hard. They complained when Dallas beat their backup quarterback, right? They were like, oh, you didn't beat Jalen Hurts, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Well, you beat Josh Johnson. Congrats, Eagles fans. You beat Josh Johnson. Like, I mean, it doesn't take a, a, a Pro Bowl quarterback to beat. Josh Johnson. I mean, I love you, Josh. Again, I love your spring ball stuff. But Jalen Hurts himself, only 121 yards on 15 completions. No touchdown passes. So, yeah, he got in the end zone on his legs, but that's, of course, is going to happen. Devontae Smith, your leading receiver with two catches and 36 yards. That is not stomping (laughs) an NFL defense. That is taking advantage of what was going on. And then one of those... those, touchdowns were because of the defense anyways on a short field so <sighs> deep breaths rod deep breaths i'm gonna get, <laughs> i'm gonna make it through this show but ultimately again it just i would have loved to have seen this game happen with everybody at 100 percent. you know what i'm saying like yeah. that would have been the game 
it wouldn't have been 31 to, to 7. It probably wouldn't even have been uh, uh, 24 to 20, barely, you know, because these two defenses really were up to the task. I mean, this is this yeah. is everything it was billed up to the part where Brock Purdy got injured. Yeah, no, 100% agreed. And um, this was a weird game for me because I wanted Brock Purdy to win. Um, if you follow my Twitter, you know I've been writing some Eagle stuff, so I was okay if they won. I, I actually had Jalen Hurts to win MVP at like 60-1 to 1 preseason, so I was on the Eagles having a good year. Um, but I'll tell you what ticked me off about this game. I, I had a uh, same-game parlay, build your own bet, and I had six legs, and all of them hit except the Eagles' uh, runner miles sanders i just needed him to get 45 yards he finished with 42 oh. that it was frustrating <laughs> man i had a dual leg uh a combo from a book that was uh christian mccaffrey over 75 yards debo over 50 well mccaffrey got his but debo had nobody to throw him the ball he got 33 right. still <laughs> but he didn't get to 50 and that was tough although yeah. i will say I was pretty happy with my uh, my touchdown picks. I did have Christian McCaffrey to get the first 49ers touchdown. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was the uh, 49ers, any, or I'm sorry, Christian McCaffrey, anytime first half uh, touchdown. So nailed that one. Nice. And then a Boston Scott anytime touchdown. That was that was a pretty good one, too. That was actually a 7-1 to one call. So pretty happy about that, even though it was, you know, bad luck for my Niners. <laughs> for sure. I mean, at the very least, I was hoping that a Boston Scott touchdown would have come late and, and really had nothing, no meaning. Uh, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. So, um, All right, so the Eagles next week. I mean, I know we're not necessarily doing a formal look ahead, but they honestly, they have to play better. And, and, and I mean that because they still didn't play their best against the Niners. They really did kind of luck into the situation that they found themselves in with Brock Purdy being hurt. Brock Purdy being not hurt, this game would have been a lot different. So they still got to play better if they want to beat the Chiefs next week for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, some of that was game script, but they definitely weren't, didn't play a perfect game. Um, and they're going to have to throw some touchdown passes to beat those Chiefs um, to keep up with the Chiefs. So, so that'll definitely be interesting. Um, on the other side, the 49ers, do you think Purdy's the starter next year or do they go back to Trey Lance? I hate that I'm even saying this, but this this situation may very well have opened the door for another Tom Brady conversation. I don't mm -hmm. want it. I, I don't know how many San Francisco fans may end up wanting it in the end, but now we see the value of, of needing a quarterback to get us all the way there, and Tom Brady does not get hurt. Tom Brady has yeah. very rarely been injured and sidelined in the postseason especially. So, I mean... Again, this is not something that I, I am actually advocating for, nor is it something that I think is even in the realm of possibility. All I'm saying is that from now until we start to see what happens with Tom Brady, this will be a conversation that will be... It's already a conversation that's being tossed around. So, in my opinion, I really honestly believe that it is... We got to give Brock another shot. We got to give Brock mm -hmm. Purdy a, a, a starting role and everybody's like, well, what about Trey Lance? Get what you can for Trey Lance. I say that because you look at what Brock Purdy did immediately joining the team, okay? Trey Lance was there all of last year. Now, granted, he didn't have full use of the team because of Jimmy G, right? But he comes in this year. He's supposed to be the starting quarterback. That, that offense did not look at all explosive. 
Did they have the same weapons right away? They still had Debo. They still had Kittle. They still had Elijah Mitchell, who's still a good running back, right, in and mm-hmm. of his own right. I mean, yeah, it wasn't Christian McCaffrey, but he had all those weapons still. Basically yeah. the same team. The only difference that Brock Purdy had that 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 Mitchell or, I mean, not Mitchell, Lance or Garoppolo had was, was Christian McCaffrey. So I know that he's a difference maker, and I know he was a difference maker. But, again, Brock Purdy came in, and immediately that offense looked alive. I don't know what it was, but it looked like it had some life to it. The people were having fun. It was, it was explosive. It was scoring points. So just the eye test alone between the two of them, I got to pick Purdy over Lance. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I've, uh, and no offense to Trey Lance, I've never been sold on Lance. Um, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I just don't know if he's the NFL starting caliber quarterback that he was drafted to be, I guess. You know, they the 49ers, unfortunately for them, gave up a lot to move up, get Trey Lance early. Um, I just never thought he was going to be the guy. So uh, I, I agree with you. I think you have to give, unless you have Tom Brady on your team or, or Aaron Rodgers or whoever they decide to bring in, um, I, I think you have to give Purdy the chance. I mean, he, he elevated that team. Those guys looked like they wanted to play for Brock Purdy. Um, and as a rookie, you know, we hear it all the time. That's huge. If you can just come in and get the respect right away from that locker room, from the veterans and lead the team, that's huge. And I think that because of that, they, they have to stick with him. They have to give him the chance to lead this team and see what he can do. As much as it's a played out or a played out narrative, as far as the Mr. Irrelevant thing is concerned. I mean, honestly, when you can come in and rip off 12 games in a row, winning 12 games in a row as the last pick in the draft, that's a guy I want to play for. I mean, literally, that's a guy yeah. I want to cheer for. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a fan, I had so much more I, I had so much more fun cheering for Brock Purdy than I ever did for Trey Lance because for Trey Lance, I wanted Josh I wanted Fields. Justin Fields, not Josh Fields. I don't know who Josh Fields is. Well, you can't have him. Yeah, I know. Right here, I am talking to the guy that got him, and I'm, I'm, I would have much rather had him. I was banging the drums for, sure. for Justin Fields all all off season long, and I felt like it was a whole Alex Smith, uh, Aaron Rodgers thing again, where I wanted uh, Aaron Rodgers, but yet the team went with Alex Smith, and the rest is history. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Brock Purdy. Uh, both of our biases aside, I feel like it's got to be Brock Purdy. Yep, agreed. So, um, all right. And then as far as Christian McCaffrey, I know, I, I think he's, he's a, a free agent again after this season, right? I don't think they, they picked up another year for him yet. So I'm crossing my fingers that he's going to be under contract again next year. You got to think that he would be right. I mean, he had so much fun this season in San Francisco and I can't see him wanting to walk away from that at all. Agree. Yep. And I, I think this team is going to be right back here next year. I mean, they have the weapons, um, and, and I think, I don't think they're going to have a lot of roster turnover because they do have a lot of young guys too. Um, so yeah, I agree. And I think the 49ers will be right back here. It's unfortunate how the end of the season ended up playing out, but, um, I think there's still good things to come. I don't think it's, I don't think you've seen the last of this 49ers group. That's for sure. I don't think you have either. And lest we forget, it's been like that for the last five years. Like (laughs) this is not, this is not something that's a one-off. I mean, these Niners have been up top for the better part of five years. You know, it's been a Super Bowl. It's been some conference championship games. They've been in the playoffs. Like this is a damn good team and and they're going to stay that way. I'm not calling for Kyle Shanahan's head. I don't not questioning his play call. I'm not questioning any of that because 
everybody can make mistakes, right? Everybody can make a bad call here and there, but he tried to call the best game that he could given the circumstances. I mean, Hassan Reddick was just killing that 49ers offensive line all game long. So, you know, just for them to be able to hold up as much as they could, uh, I, I think is a testament to them. But yeah, they got tired after a while of, of trying to hold down one of the, the most fierce pass rushes in the NFL. That's what I was going to say. I mean, you said it earlier. That it, it's not like they were going against a bum defense. This is one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, they have excellent coverage corners. They have excellent pass rush. And, uh, yeah, when, when you get limited, um, unfortunately, there's there's just not much hope. Um, as soon as Purdy got hurt, I said, ah, this is probably over now mm-hmm. because there just wasn't much hope. And then Josh Johnson, just him getting the concussion, just added insult to injury, it seemed like. Yeah, it was it was not not good at all. And and again, I'm probably gonna need more hours of therapy to get over. This one hurt more than losing the Super Bowl to Kansas City because at least when we lost the Super Bowl to Kansas City, it was a competitive game and and there was still a shot for us to win. This one was just I mean, it was brutal. Like I said, it was literally like watching every tragic thing that could happen all at once happen all at once. So uh let's put that game in the rear view. Uh, I will probably dream about it for a few more weeks until the uh, uh, spring football starts, and then I'll forget all about it, and NASCAR as well. Then I'll I'll move on. So, uh, All right, let's uh, step away, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the other game that happened because, yeah, another game did happen in the NFL. But let's tell you first about WinBets, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, just like you were just Justin talking about earlier. Plus, the Super Bowl is here. <laughs> but there's great promos, there's great odds, there's great payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. I know you're ready to play. Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. It's, of course, limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get yourself $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state of playthrough. Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, like I said, there was another game that happened, and it pitted the Cincinnati Bengals heading to Burrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, with the help of their fans at Arrowhead, and of course the help, on many people's opinion, of the referee crew, (laughs) walked away with a 23-20 win over the Bengals. This, of course, was a a 1.5-point spread with Kansas City being the favorite, or even a 2-point spread in some spots as well. So Kansas City does cover this ever-so-tight spread. Well, Justin, I don't even know where to start with this game. This game was everything that the other game was not and more as far as drama was concerned. I mean, obviously, the other game featured many, many injury dramas, but this was just straight drama from beginning to end. Uh, I guess we start here. This is uh, Cincinnati's reign over the Kansas City Chief has now ended, but... My question to you, which is the hottest question on Twitter right now, as it were, or even probably in Reddit if I swam in those waters, (laughs) but do you think 
honestly, and I mean honestly, that the NFL fixes these games or even has a <laughs> hand in trying to fix these games. No, I don't. But I do think this was horrible officiating. I don't think it was on part of Roger Goodell making any calls down to the ref saying do this or do that. But I do think it was terrible officiating. Um, and not just in the play where it was the third down that they ran, didn't get the fourth down. And then they said, oh, wait, no, we called that dead. Not just that one. There were a lot of bad calls, and they seem to mostly favor Kansas City. Um, and whether that's just the home environment, whether the refs just making honest mistakes. They're humans too. Um, but it was unfortunate how it came down to such a close game with some very questionable calls. It's frustrating because the stakes are high in a game like this, right? Which already brings with it a level of scrutiny that really you can't find in a regular season game, right? I mean, you obviously you hear a lot of us crying over the refs in a regular season game, but the whole world is not watching that particular game. You get a subset of folks that are watching other games. There's no other game in town. So the amount of eyeballs on this referee crew almost quadruples. You know, just even yeah. even then some. So I can understand how you would you would go about overanalyzing every call. That said, there were some ridiculous calls. Like this was not a well officiated game. And and I almost wonder. But these refs have been at it for so long. How can they be rattled by the type of situation that they're in? You know, I mean, this, right. this yeah. can't be too big for them, no? You wouldn't think so. Um, but I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe they still get some jitters, too. I don't know. I don't But, again, the, the amount of calls that were being made that people were questioning, and, and we're right to question them. I mean, there was a lot of the ones that you should have questioned. Now, the one you shouldn't yeah. have questioned was the final one, that gave the the uh, push in the back. That would have been called in any game. That was yeah. two two yards outside of the white line, and he extended his arm and he pushed. That is a yep. that is a push in the back by any definition of the book. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, that's got to be bad field awareness. I think just in the moment you're trying to make a play and you don't realize, oh, he's at the sideline already. Um, really unfortunate. I know Osai, I think was his last name. He was taking it pretty hard after the game, you could tell. But um, but yeah, that one, I, I do think that was the call they had to make. They didn't have any other choice. And I also saw people, you know, if that was this quarterback or that quarterback, they wouldn't have called it. That would have gotten called no matter what, no matter what the situation, no matter who the quarterback was. I think that 100% of the time would have been called. And and not even just who the quarterback was, whoever the ball carrier was. That would have been called yeah. if that was a safety, if that was a you know a running back, a wide receiver. doesn't matter who had the ball. That would have been called. Yeah. And listen, I, I can't even say that the, the, the play was malicious because obviously, like you said, it was just bad field awareness of where he was at. The dude's adrenaline was—I can't even fault the guy for a move like that because it wasn't as if he was—he was like loading up to push, like he was right, riding yeah. him out and then extended his arm. Right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. really what it ended up being, and it was just he was already riding him out of bounds, but that's where he should have let off. But of course, you know, your your mind's running at 600 miles an hour. This is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he just got a first down on you. Like you're trying to mitigate the damage. So I don't know where I'm at on the field right now. I'm just chasing down Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm, yeah, exactly. I, and he's not giving up. He's not letting up. So I, I can't fault him for that. It wasn't as if he was 
trying to to do <laughs> what uh, what what's his face did in the Niner game and absolutely ransack the other the the um uh, yeah the the la- guy when he tackled the guy at the end that was that was fun I liked that play <laughs> it was your left tackle wasn't it <laughs> yeah Williams right Trent Williams One. yeah the, yep yeah <laughs> body but, uh, slamming people <laughs> yeah but that wasn't it I mean that was just again yeah. kind of a collateral damage move where yeah you didn't know where he was out in the field because. He's chasing down one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So at the end of the game, when tensions are high already, but yeah, that's really what it came down to in that it made that last field goal that much more makeable for Butker. Yeah, for sure. Um, Real quick, shout out the uh, preview episode that um, Ryan and I did. One Sharp Shark was in the comments and said he was going to look for an exacta score of Chiefs 23 Bengals 20. So shout out to one sharp shark for hitting that right on the head. Listen, I mean, we both knew, well, all of us pretty much knew too, that this game was not going to be a giant shootout either, because uh, between these two teams, it's never that it was 24, 27 uh, in, in December, it was 24, 27 or 27, 24 uh, rather again in, in 2022. I mean, the only time it was a really big shootout was in January, 2022 and it was 31, 34. So you know, again, it was, uh, yeah, this is, these two teams have always been been well uh, healed. But, so, for Cincinnati, obviously their season is over. I don't know that they've got much to hang their, their heads about. Joe Burrow, 26-41, 270, a touchdown, but unfortunately two costly interceptions. Uh, but what I will say is I say this with Ryan all the time. Your quarterback can very rarely succeed if he is the leading rusher as well. Joe Burrow, four carries, 30 yards. Of course, that 14-yard scramble was the longest, but what happened to the running game, Justin? Well, and he's not a quarterback that's known for running. Um, he's not a very good scrambler in general, so that's especially bad. But yeah, they the Chiefs just made a point of stopping Mixon. Mixon had a great week last week, and it was kind of the Mixon that we were waiting to show up, uh, especially for fantasy managers like myself. It's like, where has this guy been? Because he sure wasn't on my team helping me win my fantasy championship. He wasn't running that hard, it didn't seem. So, um, but yeah, the the Chiefs just, they shut that run down and they did a very good job at it. And, um, you know, Burrow was under so much pressure anyways that once they shut the run down and then Burrow's under pressure all the time, and they had to keep somebody back to protect him, whether it was running back or tight end. Just kind of threw their whole game off. Yeah. And the, these Bengals, they got to – I feel like they have to feel kind of hosed over. I mean, there was the controversy on the number one seed, and then there was just how this game got called. They they have to be really feeling bad about that. Um, a lot of situations that are unfortunate led to them – being eliminated i think um but i mean it, at the end of the day it is what it is well where do you stand on the third and a half down what, what do you think about that the the yeah i don't even know <laughs> i yeah I, the, the whole game was crazy to me uh there were times i'm like what is going on this is a afc championship game are we sure like i mean it was crazy well and okay so in hindsight, obviously it was a lot of confusion, and I, I, I don't know why, but I didn't, I don't know if I had the volume down or if I was, I had it on mute for a half second, but I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what, why the play was, why the play was happening the way it was, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, they said, well, 
the clock and we needed to stop and blah, blah, blah. But obviously we didn't see the official run out on the field. And so when they re-showed that, I was like, but then of course they're going to blow that play dead. And then there's people that are like, oh, why didn't they stop the play? Why did they let the play? And then you think about how loud it is in that stadium. Like, I'm sure nobody heard the whistle. Like, people barely hear the quarterback's cadence, let alone the whistle from across the field. So, I mean, I can understand how that got, like, all discombobulated. But by the same token, yeah, I mean, I I can also see how – Fans got pissed off about that because it didn't make any sense. And, and Justin, you and I are both passionate fans. Rational, rationality does not work on us <laughs> when we feel like we're gotten screwed over. No, not at all. And it made it worse the fact that, okay, third down, you don't get it. Oh, wait, we blew it dead. Third down, they don't get it. Oh, wait, there was a penalty. <laughs> so um, it, that made it even worse. If you were a Bengals fan, I'm sure you were just losing your mind over it. I can only imagine um, if if it was the Bears in that situation, NFC Championship game, I would there would be no rationale with me either. It would just be, we just got screwed, and that's all there is to it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, but, you know, they just they got to regroup and uh, come back next year they still got a very young core um mixon isn't necessarily getting younger but i still think he's got some life in those legs and um it'll be interesting to see how these Bengals kind of bounce back i'm a little surprised how much run they gave samaj p ryan obviously i mean i know they got him in the in the end zone but they it felt like they kept trying to give him opportunities to carry when joe mixon was sitting right there yep yeah and they they started doing that towards the second half of the year and i Maybe it was because I was a fantasy manager of Joe Mixon, but it was like, get him out of there. Mixon is running better. Now, I'm not saying P. Ryan's bad, but I just think Mixon is a more talented runner overall. Um, But yeah, and then especially these past playoff games, minus last week when Mixon had that blowout. um, I don't don't know if I understand it, but I I don't get paid to be a coach, so. (laughs) No one will ever pay me to be a coach. Coach or a coordinator of any kind. In fact, they barely pay me to talk about it. So uh, I, I'm not sure that anybody else is going to try to up the ante on that for me as well. Um, both unders hit on these games. So if you're an under parlayer, you are happy. The, this Cincinnati and, and uh, Kansas City game was set at 48 and a half, uh, pretty much across the board. And then the San Francisco and Philadelphia game was set at 44 and a half. Neither one of these games was ever in danger of hitting the over at any point. Uh, you felt good about the under every single time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, to, to wrap up this Kansas City team, they'll have to play better, too, because uh, yeah. because they can't get away with most of the stuff they got away with if they want to beat the Eagles, because now, now the Eagles, they're confident. You know, they scored the most points in the conference round, they they feel like they're the best team in the league, so if they want to beat Kansas City, they have to play like it. I mean, Kansas City's got to play much better than they did against Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati's had their their number over the last few years, and this was a big emotional win, but yeah. they, they're not playing Cincinnati this time. Yeah, some of those throws that the uh, the well, I was going to say the Chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes was making was very reminiscent of when they played the Bucks in the Super Bowl, where he's just kind of flinging it, um, trying to do everything he can to make a play. 
And the Eagles are another good defense like that Bucks defense was where he's not going to be able to get away with that. He can't just try to throw it to the guy that's 15 yards that way and behind him because it's going to create turnover. So they definitely need to clean their game up. They need to protect Mahomes better if they want to win. Um, and he's got to hopefully rest that ankle um, because I, I do – you know, we saw him hobbling around a little bit in the game. He obviously ran when he needed to and did all right, but I think it was bothering him for sure. I think they need to get that running game going as well. Pacheco, 10 carries, 26 yards, the leading rusher on the team for the day. It's not going to work against these Eagles if you nope. are just trying to throw the ball against them. Uh, yeah, it, it's just they'll shut that run down in a hurry. I had one exciting moment in this game. I was just – I didn't really – I liked the Bengals to win. I wanted them to win, but um, I was just looking for a fun prop bet, and I found a touchdown series bet. So, um, first touchdown Travis Kelsey, second touchdown T Higgins, third touchdown Jamar Chase. Well, those first two hit, and I'm like, oh come on, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, and it was like 300 to one odds. But of course, he did not get that third touchdown um, as a third touchdown score. But it was it was another one where it's just so close. It's like, come on. <laughs> That's okay. I had a similar experience. I had called Kelsey as the first Chiefs touchdown. Well, of course, that didn't happen because what was it? Pacheco got in first, right? Or or uh, who who was the very first touchdown? But ended up getting called back. Was it Tony? Um, it was. Uh, you're right. It was. Tony and then Pacheco. I think both of them had because Tony dropped his. Pacheco had a holding call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so it was it was Pacheco and then oh I mean I was it was Kadarius Tony the yeah that was it the first catch yeah. right but it, it got ruled incomplete uh, and then yeah. they settled for a field goal. I was like oh I was just about to put lose right on my little spreadsheet and then I <laughs> and then I deleted it and then obviously they got down into the, into the red zone again and then they gave it to Pacheco Pacheco got it and I was like ah lose and then they're like nope holding I was like oh okay sweet and then of course that that fourth down scramble play Kelsey gets in there first touchdown yeah. I was like thank you <laughs> the gods wanted me to have something to go <laughs> something go right for me today uh so yeah that that was what's happened um although I want to close out by by really commending uh Joe Burrow though some of those throws that he was making and some of those catches we talked about uh um with Chase and T, and T Higgins those guys made some spectacular plays between the the, oh, four, yeah. the three of them yeah that first touchdown by Higgins where he just went up and over the guy um what a I guess most dominating play you can have as a receiver, right? Just go up over a guy. And then the fourth and six, um, Chuck to, to Jamar chase that he also went up and got it. And yeah, just excellent, excellent, um, abilities by both of them. And that's why I think that this Bengals team, they're, they're going to be all right. Cause those guys are going to hang around. So yeah, this core, I'm not, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm, I'm thinking back to the early nineties when you had that, that squad, uh, you know, that had, all those Super Bowl runs and all those playoff runs and everything. I think I think you're in that vicinity where you're going to see this for a, a pretty decent amount of time. And the Niners aren't going to be there to keep stomping you down in the Super Bowl. Uh, you just got to get past Kansas City more often than not, I think, in this. Um, so, yeah. What I, although I do like um, the fact that Chad Ochocinco tweeted out uh, that he, he gave mad props to T. Higgins for sporting that 85. He's like, that's why he's the real 85. I can't high point the ball <laughs> like that. So, that was awesome. Um, all right, let's look ahead to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57. It's the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I don't know why, but my throat seizes up every time I have to say that. The Philadelphia Eagles 
Never mind. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> in this game, it already opening up with the Eagles as uh, one and a half point favorites over the Kansas City Chiefs. You can find it two place or uh, two points at some spots. But are you surprised, Justin, that the Philadelphia Eagles are uh, favored in this game? I can't. I don't know why. I'm gonna drink some water. <laughs> Um, a little bit, but at the same time, I think I'd be surprised if the Chiefs were too heavily favored with how they played. Um, the, really, this feels like a pick 'em. This is the first Super Bowl in a while that I have felt like is a just straight across the board pick 'em. Uh, both these teams very talented. Both have uh, really good offenses. Um, and yeah, it, I think Eagles have a better defense, and I assume that's why they're getting the one and a half points right now because their defense is better than Kansas City's. But I think Kansas City's offense may be a touch better just because Mahomes does things that you shouldn't be able to do. Um, as much as I don't, you know, I, I get tired of hearing about how great Mahomes is, he's going to get to that point where it's like, a Brady or a Rogers where all you hear, you're like, this is all I hear. Can we hear something else? But he, he plays incredibly well and does some throws that no other quarterback in the NFL can do right now anyways. So, um, yeah, this is interesting. I, I think it should be a pick them, but I think the defense maybe gives the Eagles the edge. Um, I assume you're going to be rooting for the chiefs. Oh, for sure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, even if Cincinnati would have made it, I'd have been rooting for the Bengals. It, did, it doesn't matter to me. I, I don't want to see the Eagles win. Sorry, Sean, if that gets me uh, up and up and fired. But, <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's picking the San Francisco fandom, I can always do that. I, I'll never stray away from that. But, yeah, I, and, and more than that, I mean, obviously Kansas City getting another Super Bowl just basically solidifies Patrick Mahomes' canon in, in the league. I mean, they're already talking about how uh, only Tom Brady has more, like, anything than than Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. Like, the kid's all, just, that's all he's done. He, he came in the league yeah. and he, he hit the playoffs, like, almost immediately. So, um, you can't fault the guy for that. But you talk about this game being a pick I mean, look, offensively, Kansas City comes in as the highest scoring team in the league, 29.2 points per game. Philly, second, 28.1. Total yards, Kansas City, 413.6, first in the league. Philly, 389.1, second in the league. It's just all the way down the list, these guys are are almost neck and neck as far as offense is concerned. Um, I mean, the only difference, like you said, is the defense being much stronger, where Kansas City is giving up 21.7 points per game, 16th in the league, whereas the Philadelphia Eagles are only giving up 20.2 points per game, 8th in the league. Total yards for Kansas City per game defensively, 328.2, which is 12th in the league. Kansas City, 301.4, third in the league. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. Kansas City's going to have to work a little harder on defense if they want to stop the uh, the high-powered machines that are Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't mean to disappoint you, but I already put a – I always bet my father-in-law a silver piece on these bigger games. Um, I lost a silver piece – uh, this last weekend because I I took the Bengals, um, but he he was dead set on the Chiefs, so he's taking the Chiefs. I did take the Eagles for the Super Bowl. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you had to take the other side, right? I mean, this was your your hand yeah. was forced. Yeah, there you go. You didn't do it of your own free will, so I I I I think I can forgive you on this one. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but I will say that for me, this game it should be entertaining. 
because again, obviously you've got a lot of stars on either end, you know, between Kelsey, yeah. between Mahomes, between Hertz and Brown and, and Devonta Smith and, you know, even Miles Sanders and Pacheco. Like there's a lot of stars. Okay, the Kelsey Kelsey Bowl's gonna get hyped up. The Andy Reid Revenge yeah. Tour is gonna get hyped up. But I think ultimately we're gonna see a, a, a game much like the Cincinnati Kansas City game, but hopefully much better officiated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, watch for the ref report that uh, our Munaf Manji puts out. Um, I already saw he made some comment that this ref crew and the Chiefs don't necessarily get along. So. It'll be interesting. Maybe the Chiefs will uh, have a little taste of what the Bengals went through. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, though, a lot of the times when you replay things and you get mad at the refs, they are penalties. The only yeah. question is, well, then why didn't they call it the play before? Especially like holding an illegal hands to the face. We know that those yeah. happen almost every single time. You could probably play back tape on every snap and go, that's a hold. That's illegal hands to the face. You know, that's that's something infractionable. So, I mean, it's like, do, do you see it and you call it? Or do you look for it and you call it? Like, that's that's what I want to know, ultimately. And I think we're going to we're gonna see, we're, <laughs> we're going to hear at least about the officiating, uh, officiating and the officials getting trained before the Super Bowl. Because, you know, this is, I feel like this is even more heightened than it has been in years as far as uh, who's, who the fix is in or these officials suck, you know? Yep. Yeah, it seems like almost every year we get more and more people on board of the NFL is fixed. Um, it's scripted for this team to win or whatever. I, I don't know how they benefit from that, but I mean, like, people can believe what they want to believe. <laughs> um, how about, but I agree with you. The calls, the consistency is what drives me insane. How do you call this one and not that one? Um, I, how do you call a false start when it looks like there's false starts every other play. It looks like there's always one lineman getting a jump somehow. Uh, oh my so. god! I had I very rarely tweet out stuff like that, but I just I could not understand how could I have been the only one watching that left tackle all game long on the Eagles just getting a jump, like getting a jump, mm -hmm. and I was like, dude, the dude's always like a fraction of a second ahead, but he's always because I can tell I'm watching TV and you you see something. Right. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. not necessarily like you're fixated on it, but when your eyes are looking at the quarterback or whatever and you see something, you, know, you see a little something either peripheral just jump about a second early, you know that something's going on and you know that somebody moved early. That's the only explanation yeah. for it. You go back and rewind and go, oh, yeah, you moved early. Right. It's like, come on, man. I saw this out of the corner right. of my eye and I'm just watching. You're sit there looking down the line and you tell me you can't see that. Yeah, he he doesn't have that good of reflexes. Come on. <laughs> doesn't get off the ball that quickly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. But again, I I would <clears throat> I would like nothing more than to watch flags stay in pockets uh over the course of the, the final sixty minutes uh of the of the football season because let them play. I mean, these yeah. guys, they're professional athletes. Let them play. I feel like that's why you and I love spring football. They, it just seems like there's more consistency and less penalties. Yeah. But no, people will argue with, you No, they always throw flags. <laughs> no, they just shut up. They don't always throw flags. In fact, if you watch a game from start to finish, the pace of play is, I mean, it's like two and a half hours and we're done two hours and 45 yeah. minutes and we're done. Like there's none of this grandstanding for these officials and trying to make the game all about them. 
No, sir. No, sir. They're there to play football. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, speaking of football, the final game of the season coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, will you be betting on flag football? <laughs> <laughs> is, is that going to be available? I'm curious if know. they will open lines for flag football. Um, I, but, you know, we're, we're all D-gens. I might see what I can get down on, on that. Look, man, find, well, your, find your local bookie. See if you can lay, lay something on some of that. Just, just say, hey, man, what can you give me on this flag football game? But That's uh, right. Yeah, if there's odds, I'll, I'll take it as well. Uh, all right. I know you said you're on the Eagles. Your your um uh your your silver piece is on the Eagles, but is your heart on the Eagles as well? I think so. Um, I was and you know I was you, on this team no, <laughs> right. I was on this team from the beginning of the year. Um, I thought they were going to be a really good team. They were better than I actually thought they were going to be, but I still thought they were going to be a good team. And um. Yeah, I'd like to to see Hertz get it. I think Hertz is a really good quarterback. I think he's somebody that a lot of people have doubted. Um, and maybe it's just because, you know, Fields is at that point right now in his career where a lot of people are doubting him. And I think he can become a Super Bowl type of quarterback. So maybe that's maybe that's why I'm on the Eagles. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Eagles. All right. Well, um, your number's now been deleted from my uh, phone. No, I'm just kidding. Look, and and I will say this. Okay, I, I I am a objective person when I want to be and when I when I need to be. I will say that the Eagles have been the best team for a majority of the season, right? And I still yeah. tripped saying that because it hurt me to say it. But they were the best team for the majority of the season. One of the best teams. I still argue that the uh, the um, uh, Chiefs were better. For most of the time, anyways, but uh, and it wasn't like the Niners got beat by the Giants, right? It wasn't. It wasn't as if they went out and got beat in the playoffs by the New York Giants. They got beat by arguably the only other team that was better than them all season long. So, Agreed. with that said, though, I, again, this is going to take a lot to get through Mahomes. Mahomes in the Super Bowl is pretty damn good, you know. Yeah. And, and and it's not as if and now he's going to have another week, another couple of weeks, really, to rehab that ankle. Right, and you saw what he did hobbled on that ankle. Let him have another week of rest. You're in for yep. it. You're in for it. Andy Reid's about to throw everything he can at you because, you know, it's an Andy Reid revenge game. Let's start the narrative now. Although it already started a month ago when they were talking about two teams getting the Super Bowl. But yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be a star-studded event. It should. It's exactly what the Super Bowl should be. Um, and and I'm gonna enjoy the game. Even though I'm not going to enjoy who won and is representing the NFC in this one. I just hope both teams have fun. <laughs> <laughs> the orange slices and juice boxes will be served after the game and participation trophies all around. So, uh, all right, Justin. Well, like I said, the, the what, what's the over under on this one? I didn't even look at that real quick. Um, the total is set at 49 and a half. Where are you at on this one? Ooh, um, I'm going to take the over just because I think the Chiefs are going to be able to put up some points and the, the uh, Eagles are going to have to keep up with them. So, And I think we'll have a close game either way. So I'm going to go with the over. How about you? I think, yeah. I mean, if this was, if this was maybe like 53 or maybe 55, I may take the under on this. But since it's 49, both teams have to just hit 25. And I think that's highly possible that both teams at least hit 25. So, I mean, I'm thinking this is like a, a 28 to 25 game or, you know, even a 31 yeah. to, to 28 game or something to that effect. 
Yeah, I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a little more. This is what the Niners game should have been, right, with the full healthy yeah. squad. And I think you would have gotten more points out of uh, that game had the the um, had both offenses been equally as. I, it pains me to get through this show, Justin. Equally as healthy. Let's put it that way. Pains me too. I was sitting on a thirty to one ticket for a Bengals Niners Super Bowl, so it <laughs> it would have been fun. Pains pains my wallet anyways <laughs> yeah no for sure well it pains the young me because i would have loved to have seen another cincinnati uh san francisco matchup like i did in my childhood that would have been fantastic but i got robbed <laughs> so maybe next year ah <sighs> maybe next year um all right well <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap up the show because again uh i'm off to therapy and i need to uh be able to go and talk to my to my therapist about this game uh, and Justin needs to go cash his silver ticket soon. Uh, <laughs> then we won't be friends anymore. But anyways, uh, all right, Justin, as as we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. Um, just, I kick out all my content on that, so you can find me there. Indeed, and there's so much stuff coming up. And there's so much stuff out there right now with spring football on the... Look, we're, I'm trying to coax Justin into being a, a, a draft person, a, a scout uh, because this man's this man's got people asking him left and right to represent him uh, as as a spring football player. So uh, maybe even an agent. We'll have Justin Mark go. super agent. Um, I love <laughs> it. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on there. Whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. I think we'll be back for the Monday show. Maybe after the Super Bowl. Probably <laughs> not after the Pro Bowl. That's for sure. Uh, you don't need to hear who won the, the flag football game, but anyways, uh, unless you're betting on it, unless you're betting on it, then we'll come back. But anyways, if, if I'm not back next week, uh, we'll see you after the super bowl with the Monday recap show until then, everybody let's uh, have some fun out there playing flag football and let it ride.